What's going on? It's Monday Night Football. We've been good to us the last couple weeks. Let's see if we can keep it going. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate 75, and this is the Showdown Hoedown, the flagship of my station. It started with golf, but it's transitioned over well to football. I hope you are just finding the channel. If you like the cut of my jib, maybe go uh, check out my schedule. The big guy stays busy, does a lot of content. I would much appreciate it. But without further ado, let's get into it. We're going to look at the first thing we always look at. It's contest selection, because if you don't know, new guy, this is where you're blowing your money. You see the big $15 right here? Oh, 500, half a million to first. Oh my God, you're going to win half a million dollars. No, you're not. No, you're not. Don't play in it. Okay? If you're going to play in this tournament, I'll always make you the same deal I make you. You max in it, I'll leave you alone. But if you're going to go throw five, ten lineups in it, just have some fun. This is what I want you to do. I want you to put on your favorite pair of shoes. I want you to tie them up real tight, go outside, give yourself some room, and get running as fast as you can. Okay, Just take off, beeline it as hard as you can, find a brick wall, run right into it because you're a dumbass. Don't play in it. If you want to go have some fun tonight and you want to build a lineup, that's kind of the point of DFS, put it in a contest where if you do really good, you'll still make some real money. Go check out a $100 single entry, a $5 single entry. $15 three maxes, $50 single entry, the $4 20 max, the $3 20 max, the $1 20 max. They have flatter payout structures. So if you have a really good lineup and you get eighth place, you're still going to win a lot of money. Whereas if you get eighth place in this one, you're going to be in a 58 person tr train winning like 12 bucks. So don't do it. Don't do it. That is the key. Good contest selection is the first place you're blowing money. I'll stop talking about it when you quit doing it, donkeys. All right, moving on. Hey, I have a contest in week long right here. It's completely free, no strings attached. Just go hop in. And we crossed 100 last week. Uh, the winner gets to make a free millionaire maker ticket with me. It's pretty cool, right? It's fun. Uh, shout out to my dude, uh, SC uh, or SMC Cardi won this week. We're making a millionaire maker ticket. And my dude, Zach Parker, gets a free month on the Discord, but he's already on there. So you know what? I'll probably just make a ticket with him too because second place out of 100 is pretty impressive. You can't help but notice the big guy is one person short of 2,000 subscribers. So, hey, new guy, you can be my 2,000 subscriber. I'm at 1999, and we've been partying like it's 1999. So go give the big guy some help. All right, let's get to the slate. First thing we always look at, we're using Run the Sims. I think it's the best tool-assisted site out there. You can still try it out for a week if you want. Make sure to use my code DGEN75. We have a 39.5 total. Pretty low, right? It doesn't surprise us because both these teams... They kind of suck. They kind of suck, right? I want to call Pittsburgh dusty, but they're not really old. They have a lot of young talent. They just, you know, they just fucking suck. That's what. That's their problem. Indianapolis, they, okay, they seem a little dusty. Anytime Matt Ryan's your quarterback, you're dusty. But what we want to know is this game has a low total, but it has a competitive total, right? Like, it's only a two-and-a-half-point line. The big news is Jalen Warren uh, is going to be out, so that's probably only going to increase Najee Harris' uh, usage. Miles Boinkins uh, 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 probably going to play, but who gives a shit? And uh, it would appear as though uh, Granderson is going to play, uh, but definitely going to want to monitor that news. He hasn't officially been uh, in or out, he, but it is just an illness. It's not an injury. And if I've noticed, guys in the NFL tend to get there uh, when when it's just illness. So let's look at the let's look at the results here, and let's talk a little game theory. So first of all, remember. This is what everybody does on these stupid Monday night football DFS shows is they give you picks, brother. You want some picks? Here's your picks. I'm not going to give you a single fucking pick. I don't care who you play. I'm going to just try to get you to play the game in a way that is plus EV, an optimal type way. And when you're doing that, it doesn't it doesn't matter the picks. You could just take these names off and it doesn't matter. What really matters is how you're constructing a lineup. Okay, it's not, it's not about anything other than your lineup making sense. Make it a script. Make it tell a story and that makes sense. And if you do it and you build a narrative in a way that most people aren't, you can end up making a lineup with six good plays in it that is completely different than everybody else, right? 
Most people, they just go pick six names that fit into their lineup based on the salary, right? Oh, this one is exactly 50000 I'll play this without any thought to how it just steps on each other, right? Like, they'll go play Najee Harris and run it back against, like, the Colts defense. Those two things are almost directly anti-correlated. They don't make a lot of sense to put in a lineup together, right? Um, and those are not things you want to be doing. Matt, uh, 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 Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris stacked together can definitely get there. But generally speaking, those two things aren't the best correlated. So you want to consider these things when making your lineup. All right, so let's get going. As you can see, the highest projected guy to hit the optimal site, Najee Harris? What? What is going on? I will say Najee Harris has seen an uptick in his touches, but more importantly, he's been more efficient the last two weeks with his touches, uh, which is surprising because Kenny Pickett can barely throw a forward pass. I think his average depth of target, a dot, is like five yards. He never throws it down the field. They throw about three bombs a game to, to George Pickens. Other than that, nothing deep. So because of that, it really has not opened up Najee Harris very much because there's no there's no threat of vertical passing game. So I think that's something you want to consider tonight is what Kenny Pickett as a quarterback does to limit Najee Harris's upside. If Najee Harris is really going to come in at, you know, 70% tonight, you know, I think I'm always okay fading Najee. But here's the problem you run into. If you're not going to play Najee Harris at 9,400, where the hell else are you going to spend your money? You know, like there's just not any obvious great plays tonight. I think most people are going to gravitate towards Jonathan Taylor. The last two weeks, he's gotten over 20 touches both times. He is definitely the most electric player in this game. And Indianapolis has finally realized that if they don't use him, like this season's over. So Jonathan Taylor would seem to be the obvious pay-up option. But we know this. We've seen it before. The Colts get really weird with Jonathan Taylor touches sometimes, and he'll just randomly have these 14-touch games. So here's what I would tell you. You need to come up with how you think this game's going to play out. Are the Colts just going to ride their horse? Because if they are, I don't see how you don't have Jonathan Taylor as a captain or at worst in your flex. Because if you think, if you're positive in your game script, he's going to get 20 touches, he's almost a fi- he's almost certainly efficient enough to be in the optimal lineup, even at that nice, hefty 11 four price tag. Matt Ryan uh, actually is kind of a sneaky play, right? As you can see, uh, he's actually a positive leverage player, which means that if you just take how owned he is versus what the chances of him being the optimal is, he's actually showing up in the optimal slightly more, very, very slightly more than he's actually going to be owned. So Matt Ryan makes a lot of sense. But if you're going to go the Matt Ryan route, I don't love stacking Matt Ryan with Jonathan Taylor. I just don't. If I'm playing, if I'm going to play the Matt Ryan narrative, I'm going to be stacking him <clears throat> with Pittman. I'm going to be stacking him with his wide receiver options, Campbell and uh, probably Alex Pierce would be my three favorite. And if you're really feeling gross, go play an overpriced Kyle Kyler Grand Granson. Okay, assuming we get news that he's playing, right? That's what I do. And then if I do that, now I'm going to go over to the other side. I'm probably going to run that back with Najee and play that the Colts are playing behind script, right? That's what I would do. But if I'm playing Jonathan Taylor, that makes Matt Ryan a lot less appealing to me, right? If I'm playing Jonathan Taylor, I probably go play one other pass catcher from uh, the Colts, hope it uh, that one pass catcher eats up most of Ryan's yards, and then just play that Ryan doesn't get there. He throws for 180 yards, maybe one touchdown. At 9,600, that's not going to get there, and then run it back with four Steelers. Second of all, if you're going to play the Steelers, the optimal play tonight, well, not the optimal play, the contrarian play is the word I'm looking for, is to play four Steelers tonight. If you want to know a way to always be different in GPPs uh, in, in showdown, is just always go play four or five guys from the underdog team. And if you don't know, the Steelers are two and a half point dogs tonight. So if you go play four Steelers or five Steelers, a 4-2 or 5-1 Steelers build uh, with one of them at the captain, you're going to be very, very different than the field. And the Steelers do have a lot of nice options, right? 
Kenny Pickett, not the best, but he does have good pass catchers. And uh, if I'm playing Kenny Pickett, I am definitely stacking him with two pass catchers. And Fryermuth makes a lot of sense. Deontay Johnson makes a lot of sense. Even though he doesn't throw the ball downfield, well, the good news, Deontay Johnson only runs four-yard routes, so he's going to get a lot of catches. Um, George Pickens, maybe he'll catch one of his two bombs this game. Um, and they even have, you know, they even have some punts with uh, Steven, uh, Steven Sims and uh, who's that other little slappy guy? I can't even remember his name. Little slappy wide receiver. Uh, oh, oh yeah, Olszewski. I don't even. I uh, yeah, that guy. I mean, look, those two absolute punts. But if you're playing a Kenny Pickett stack and you think they're going to be passing, uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. But what is surprising is when I'm looking at the ownership tonight. Is there's not as much ownership coming in on kickers and defenses as you would imagine. With a 38 or 39 point implied total, 39.5 implied total defenses and kickers become much more viable. I'm not a big kicker defense guy, but if the game is going to be something like 17 to 16, kickers and uh, kickers and defenses become very, very viable. And uh, you, you can just see, just look at the leverage on the kickers. Uh, 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 Matthew Wright from Pittsburgh is the highest leveraged player on this slate, uh, meaning that he is going to show up in the optimals far more than he is going to be owned, which makes a lot of sense because Pittsburgh with a, you know, a shitty quarterback is going to be highly inefficient in the red zone. So maybe Maybe you play the the sloggy type narrative, right? Or maybe you play the the uh, the 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 Pittsburgh can only make field goals and they lose the game twenty one to nine. So you just go run Pittsburgh's kicker, maybe one pass catcher, and four Colts, right? Even though that uh, that four two build is going to be common because the Colts are favored, not many people are just going to have Michael Pittman and uh 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 uh, 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 uh or excuse me, not just going to have Fryermuth and Wright and then four Colts, right? That's not going to be a very common build. So that's one way you can get different. All right, from there, you got to start asking yourself, who is going to catch the ball for Indianapolis? Matt Ryan will pass the ball more than Kenny Pickett. He does throw the ball downfield more. And Michael Pittman Jr. is a way better receiver when Matt Ryan plays. Michael Pittman's stats have been underwhelming this year, but a lot of that was because of the little three-week uh, Sam Ellinger uh, hiatus that we had, right? And because of that, Michael Pittman's numbers are decreased. But when Matt Ryan plays, Michael Pittman is a much better player because Matt Ryan can throw a forward pass. And so because of that, I think Michael Pittman is going to probably be the lowest. He will be the highest leverage player on this slate of all of the studs, right? As you can see, his ownership is only coming in at 42%, yet he shows up in the optimals nearly 50% of the time. So to me, that's a great place to get it in. And it's a great way to get off of Jonathan Taylor chalk, right? Because uh, you got to spend your money somewhere, and not a lot of people are going to be able to afford Najee Harris, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, right? Uh, and then from there, if you're not filling the Michael Pittman, uh, you definitely need to look at Paris Campbell. You definitely need to look at Alex Pierce. Uh, if, if I'm playing a Matt Ryan in my captain spot, which I think he is viable at captain, you've got to stack him with two receivers. Because the only may way Matt Ryan gets there as a pa as as a as a captain is if he gets two pass catchers there. So the the top the top candidates are going to be Alex Pierce, uh, Michael Pittman. Uh, Paris Campbell. Not in that option, or, or not in that order, right? And don't forget about my boy, Kylan, Kylan Granerson, who is overpriced at tight end, but could get there uh, as a pass catcher also. Maybe the key is to go play one way, if you really like the Colts tonight, is go play five of them, right? A lot of people are going to play 3-3 three, three Colts with a Colts captain and 4-2 Colts. So maybe a 5-1 Colts. And if you play a 5-1 Colts, I think you almost certainly want to have the Colts defense in there because it probably means that they are beating the brakes off of the Steelers and the Steelers are going to be behind and passing, and that is a great environment for a defense to go off. So those are those are those are that's when you should play your kickers. That's when you should play your defense. Probably my favorite play on the slate tonight 
Pat Fryermuth, I, I just feel like because Kenny, he's just he's kind of uh, Kenny Pickett's warm little blankie, right? And Fryermuth has been getting targeted more and more and more, and because of that, I think he's a very viable play. And 6,400, let's face it, he's underpriced. He should be more, on this slate, he should be more like 7,800. So because of that, he is very, very viable. Um, if you want to get weird, you know, I just don't trust the, the passing game. We've already talked about the two cheap punt wide receivers, Sims and Olzawaski um, from Pittsburgh. Uh, if you want to punt from uh, the Colts, it's definitely going to be our boy Ashton Doolin. He doesn't get on the field much now that uh, they all the uh, Colts receivers are back, but he could get there. He could get there, right? He just at four hundred, you just need one catch for twenty yards and a touchdown, and he's there, right? So, in conclusion, what I'm telling you is build your script tonight. What are some scripts that not everybody's going to build? Well, there's the shootout script. No one's going to play the shootout script in this game, right? And so maybe what you do in a shootout script is quarterbacks and wide receivers always outpace running backs, uh, tight ends, kickers, and defenses. So in that one, you probably want to run both quarterbacks and double stack and receivers if you want to go with a narrative that hardly anybody's going to play. I will tell you, these are not two very likely teams that a shootout's going to happen, right? They're just not very efficient on offense, and it's not really in either team's DNA to do it. But if you want to play that narrative, it will help you construct a lineup that nobody else is building and the best part is is you're going to be playing six viable pieces right like you're not having to play this is what a lot of people do they'll go play five chalky pieces and then they'll just go throw in <clears throat> whoever right they'll just go throw Derek Watt in their lineup because he fits Derek Watt's not going to get there that's a terrible play and so instead of playing a Derek Watt Go play six good guys, but play them in a lineup that nobody else is playing, right? That's that's how you do it. You do it by constructing your roster different, not by picking fucking random slap dicks that go off. This is uh, like one of the most common misconceptions about Showdown. Uh, which, by the way, I just saw somebody down here I wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah, Zach Gentry. There's, there's always a punt for you. Doesn't he just strike you as a guy that'll catch a three-yard touchdown? It's like, well, you think it's Firemuth and it's Gentry, and you're like, damn. All right, last one. Uh... Uh, uh, oh, one other uh, one other one to consider is you just play the uh, the the highly inefficient narrative, and in that one you're going to want to play your running backs. You're probably going to want to play tight ends, and you're going to definitely want to play kickers and defenses in those, right? Because they're going to outpace them. I don't care what slate or what kind of script you play, but whatever you do, you pick a script and you commit to it. If you're playing twenty lineups, maybe try to do ten. Two, uh, 10 on one script, 10 of another. Okay, If you're only doing two or three lineups, pick your script and build like three variations of that script, how it can play out, right? Oh, I could see this one, but maybe I flip this receiver and this receiver and have a very similar lineup to that and then hope your script is the right one and now you have three, five chances to get there depending on how many lineups you make. Okay, If you're going to make 150 lineups, you could probably play about five or six different scripts, right? But make sure you're not just randomly throwing lineups together. Make sure they tell a story. Uh, you know, my story is Najee Harris sucks. And if he's going to be the highest owned player tonight, well, I'm just going to fade him. That's a that's an easy one for me. I don't think Najee Harris is that good. The the most appealing thing he has is he has uh, dump off value because Pickett is scared to throw the ball down the field. But, you know, Najee, he just hasn't been efficient. So, I you know, I'm OK fading that. Uh, and the one thing and one rule I would never have is I would never play Taylor and Harris in the same lineup. I feel like those two, they just don't play well together in my type of scripts that I want to build. So those are some things to consider. We've went over all the players. We've talked about the strategy. I hope you kick some ass tonight. Monday Night Football has been good for the big guy and the team over on the Discord, which, by the way, if you're interested in my Discord, it is connected through my Patreon. It is a very happening community over there. I do a special stream for them tonight before the show or before the game, answering all their questions. We do golf over there, do college football, do main slate NFL, showdown NFL. We got it all. And also, 
Don't forget, the big guy's almost at 3,500 over on the Twitter. So go give me a follow on Twitter if you would. And don't forget to be that lucky 2,000 guy when you like and subscribe today. Appreciate you guys being here. I will be back later in this week to do Thursday Night Football. Go hop in the contest for Main Slate on Sunday. I hope you kick some ass tonight. Good luck to all of you. I'll talk to you later, you mother father. 